say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. You need another chance to... Hey everyone, welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and oh man, do we have a great show. I am telling you, I have, I have agreed, I know Jay, every week it's a great show. It is, but today, special, Royce Gomez, author of Level Up. If you, if you have any desire at all, any desire at all to have any interest in leadership or success, or maybe you don't. Maybe you don't care about leadership and success. Maybe that doesn't mean anything to you. Maybe you're one of those people who go, you know, Jay, I don't really want to be a leader and I don't want to be successful. Well, then this is probably not the show for you. But if you have any inkling at all that maybe you want to go be a better leader or you want to be more successful, then this is the show for you. Because her name is Royce Gomez. This book is absolutely awesome it's practical it's fun it's a fun fast practical read that's the best way you could do it matter of fact i think i'm going to put that on the amazon review it is a fast fun practical leadership success read what do you think of that for, what do you think of that for a title royce do you like that for my title for my five-star review on amazon I absolutely love it. I think that summarizes it very well. I love that. See, that's her That's her voice right there. We're going to talk to her in just a second because, you know, she's going to be awesome and she's so much fun and she has been so gracious. I, this, I The story, if I could tell you the story of how she is just like helped a guy out, oh man, I'm telling you what, she took this big, big, huge guy and just was like, I'm going to help you out. And, she, and that's what she did. She lifted me up out of the water. I was drowning. She lifted me up. So it was really pretty good. She's strong. That <laughs> tells you how strong she is. Okay, but let's do what we do every week, right? Let's check in with you and find out how you're doing in the four areas of your life. You know, I believe that we are four-part people. We are physical people. We are mental people. We're emotional people and we're spiritual people, right? And these things are, all four things are independent of each other, right? I mean, they do affect each other but you can't like take the average and say oh well that's where i'm at no no no. your physical is you know very different than your mental than your emotional than your spiritual right so look at these independently because we got to work on each of these independently not all as one thing so let's start with the physical scale of one to ten one being miserable ten being outstanding people out there listening all over this world thank you facebook Castbox fm the oak 93.5 and raleigh and all the podcasts everywhere so where are you at physically on that scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being outstanding, 5 being average, right? Are you a 3, 6? Oh, Jay. What are you, what are you today? You're making me confess right up front, aren't you? But you don't I have to. I think I'm an 8. Even with all the hiking I've done this summer, my jeans are still a tad snug. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're here. I love it when guests get involved like this, right? So she's an eight. She's an eight. Even though she's she's not where she wants to be, she's an eight. She feels good, right? You feel good? Is that correct, Royce? Yep. Yeah, you feel great? Yep. And, you know, here's the thing, and Royce will tell you this because of her book, Level Up. She would tell you that, you know what, the, the goal, whatever your number is, you don't have to be an eight like Royce. You know, you could be a three. The goal here is not to get from a three to a ten. We want you to get from a three to a four. Right? We just want you to get to the next number. So think about this. What do you oh, yeah. what do you need to do to change you to get to that next number? And here's what we know. The higher the numbers get, well, now you gotta start looking at a half number or a quarter number, because the closer you get to ten, the harder it tries to get there. 
right? So then all of a sudden those gaps become narrower. So asking you everybody out there, what are you doing out there? What are you doing to change what you need to change physically, okay? And it could be a variety of things, right? Maybe you need to do a little hiking. Like you heard Roy, she, she did some hiking. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe add that into you. Maybe it's a change of diet. Could be a number of things, right? Maybe it could be getting a flu shot. Mm, think about that. Okay. All right. Secondly, mentally, right? Okay. Mental area. What do I mean by that? Well, there's two halves of our brain, right? There's a right side of our brain that's creative and fun. And Royce and I know all about that creative side because, you know, we're authors and we write and we love that. But then there's the left side of the brain, which is the logical side. And, you know, you know, we can be pretty good at that too because, you know, we have to think numbers and business and how that all logic and the logistics of all of it. And, right? And that's so that's two halves of the brain. And so what are you feeding yourself? What kind of knowledge are you feeding yourself mentally in those two halves of your brain? And then evaluate that on that same scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding. Where are you at mentally today? Royce, what do you got? What are you at mentally today? If you're thinking about it, if feeding. Oh, breakfast- gosh, I have, I have two numbers for this day. You know, with, with multiple brain injuries, sometimes I feel like I'm at a six because I forget what I'm going to say, and hopefully that won't happen during this interview. But um, I am a continuous, avid learner and take in everything I can take in and try out new things. So in that manner, I would say I'm a 10 because I'm up for a challenge every time mentally. Okay, did you hear what she said? She's an avid, right? She's an avid learner. See, here's the thing about people who are avid learners. They're always feeding both halves of the brain. They're, they're feeding the creative side. They're feeding the logical side. That's what we're asking you to do, right? What are you doing? Are you learning? Are you really growing and learning? Because you know what? As, as my wife has told me since day one when we started dating, you know what she said to me? She said, you know what? If you're not growing, you're dying. That is not something you want to hear on a date, but it is nonetheless true, <laughs> you know. And but your wife's a wise woman. She certainly is, and so so she's so you know. I tell people all the time, you know, when you you constantly in a state of learning, you can you're, you're always growing. All right. So we got two numbers: a physical number and a mental number. Well, let's move on to the emotional number. What do I mean by that? Well. Sometimes you'll hear us, psychological professionals like myself, you'll hear us use words like emotional quotient or emotional intelligence. What we're really talking about, if I can make it a, a gross generalization, is we're talking about how well are you able to control your emotions first, right? And then the second piece is how well are you able to tap into the emotions of others? And then there is a third piece, how well do you understand your own emotions? So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being outstanding, how well are you doing in those three areas? Being able to control your emotions, being able to emote or relate to the emotions of others, and then being able to really understand your emotions and where they come from. Royce, what do you got? You know, as a leader, I think you have to be honest with that question and say there's always room for improvement. So I'm going to go with a seven and a half uh, because I think there's always room to tap into others' emotions and walk where they've walked. I love that, right? Right. We call it we call it empathy, right? Where we can walk in someone else's mm-hmm. shoes and and we're not saying sympathy. Don't get those two things confused. Sometimes people actually do. I'm not feeling sorry for you. I'm just trying to get into your shoes and feel what you feel as you walk in them. And that's what Royce is talking about. So how well are you doing with all that, folks? How well are you? Are you what's that number? And then what do you need to change to get to that next number? All right. Finally, it's the last number, right? It's the spiritual number. And I always get people who say, I don't know what you mean spiritually, Jay. Well, here's what I'm talking about. First of all, science cannot explain everything. Okay. I I know some of you out there want to believe that. Well, it's just because they can't explain it now. Trust me, we are not going to be explaining it. I, I have 
my master's portion of my degrees has an S at the end. So I did nothing but study science. I'm just going to tell you right now, there is parts that we will never explain because there is actually some sort of a side. There's a soul. We have a soul. I, 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 there's sometimes music touches a part of us we can't explain. It's not physiological. It's not. It, 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 there's nothing to explain it. It's there's something there, and we can't even explain love very. Why we love something that we never loved before, right? I have a friend who's going to have a baby here in a couple of weeks. And he said, you know, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about it. And I said, wait till you see her because all of a sudden you will love something you've never loved before. And, you know, spiritual things can come in a variety of forms. You know, some people believe in God. Some people uh, believe that nature gives them a center or some people believe in, you know, karma or other things. They believe that somehow that gives them a center or a peace or a joy. And so I always ask this question on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you doing in that area of your life? Because is it working for you where you can go to your spiritual area, maybe it's meditation or prayer, and that you know that it's working for you? And that, you know, maybe it's a relationship. If it's a relationship with God, how's that working out for you? So on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you doing? Royce, how are you doing in the spiritual area? I'd say a 9, Gay. That's awesome. See... See, folks, it doesn't it doesn't have to be this religious ceremony. It's not that at all. What it is is it's really about, the spiritual area is really about what does it take to bring you back to center? And that gives you a sense of calm, a sense of peace, and a sense of joy that we can't explain. So you've got the four areas of your life, the physical, the mental, emotional, and spiritual. And you got to think of those of like sitting in a chair. You know, if they're uneven, it's really uncomfortable sitting in a chair, right? And if they're too low... It's really uncomfortable to sit in the chair. And if you're too low and they're uneven, it's even more uncomfortable. So the whole idea of bringing these four areas up is so that we can bring the chair up to the right height, right, which is a 10. Bring it up to our 10, right, to our right height. So what we could do is we could sit in the chair and be well balanced. Well, that leads me to somebody who's extraordinarily well balanced. And as you heard from her, and thank you so much for joining me with that, Royce. Her name is Royce Gomez. And she is extraordinary. She is uh, the owner of Royce Talks and RoyceTalks.com. She's a business consultant, executive coach, CEO of Royce Talks. And by the way, it's R-O-Y-C-E Talks, T-A-L-K-S.com. And she's been doing this for years and years. She's a copywriter, a published author, an editor, an independent consultant. She is a radio podcast host of uh, Thrive, A Woman's Journey to Victory that features interviews and ladies. She's written a series of books. Um, and I shouldn't say that they're serious, but she's written so many books that they're just one after another. She's co-written books. She's helped nonprofits. She's helped startups. She's helped write letters. She's published probably over 100,000 different pieces of written material from all over the place. She is She has done everything imaginable when it comes to being able to help people get to where they want them where they want to be because she is the woman she's the person she is the person who can help you get there and her name is Royce Gomez so ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the show Royce Gomez Royce welcome to a new direction thank you i hope i can live up to all that and let you know it did not happen without some challenges <laughs> Well, I love this book uh, as I'm holding it up and as people are joining us from all over the world uh, here. Uh, Level Up is the name of the book and it's Visioning Your Leadership DNA and available on Amazon. And certainly you can, uh, if it's you have a local bookstore, ask them to bring it in. They can get it for a local bookstore as well. 
your local bookstore as well. It's called Envisioning Your Leadership DNA. I love this book for a variety of reasons, but one of the things that I love about a great leadership success book is when the author challenges me in a very subtle way. And you did that immediately out of the gate with this book. And you you call them secrets. You know, we could call them chapters, but you call them secrets. And then you say at the end of the book, and I'm sorry, spoiler alert, everybody. If you don't want to hear the spoiler alert at the end of the book, let me tell you spoiler alert. She'll say, well, they're really not such. They're really not really secrets. Okay, that's what she says at the end of the book. <laughs> but the the very first thing, the very first thing she says in the book, and this was such a challenge to me, was dream big. And I thought when I read that, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, dream big. But then. I'll tell you what challenged me in 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 what you said, and I want you to talk about it after I say this. I don't think I dream big enough, and I think that what ha- I personally I don't think I think what and I think I'm also can have a tendency that um, I don't keep dreaming bigger, right? As I get older, sometimes I think my uh, I'm limiting my dreams. I'm not thinking big enough. Do you find that in your history and people that you've worked with, do you find that that's also commonly true? No, I think that we dream less as we grow older because we see less value in material things, and we've acquired a lot more than when we're 25 and starting out. You know, at 25, the money is everything, and uh, at 50, it no longer is. And we seem to equate money with dreaming bigger. And that's not necessarily a fair equation. Hmm. So dreaming big can have so much more to do with things other than money. And although I've said that money is not everything, we seem to have a wrong mindset around money and think it's bad. And, um, You know, recently I sat in front of a person who read my resume, as you did as we opened the show, and she says, "Um, so why aren't you making 50000 a month in your business? Mm. With a resume like that, you should be. And I said, you're absolutely right. It's just never been a goal. That's why. (laughs) Um, So you can take dreaming big in terms of a money equation and you can take it in terms of impact and serving others and accumulating experiences you know travel to me is about experiences and not what I spend or what I see but who I get to know Mm. so I think that we just have a wrong equation around that so so let's talk about this because I think this is really important you know, we get caught up when it comes to leadership and success. Sometimes we do focus on the dollar sign, but success and being a great leader does not always necessarily equate with a dollar sign, does it? Exactly. And so, no. and so then what happens is we evaluate people's success from the outside by, and and this is the danger, right? Because then all of a sudden. The danger is we evaluate people by what they drive, where they live, what they wear, versus who they are. And that's a huge danger, I think. Do you not agree with that? Oh, I I totally agree with that. When I was in college, I worked for a major retailer, who I won't name, but they have an excellent training program at that time. And it was a luxury retailer. 
And they said, never judge someone by the way they come in, because they could be in bib overalls or Nike shorts and spend more than the guy with the Rolex on his wrist. So um, I was taught that very early on and know that you cannot judge people by what they have or even their title, right? but by who they are as a person. Yeah, I I am so in agreement with that. But this is the piece of the dreaming big, the dreaming big chapter though that challenged me, was because, you know, I, I you you make a point here. We we don't dream big enough, and 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 when we do dream, we're not even sure what we're really dreaming of. And you you're very careful here to make sure that you don't just say dream wildly. You're like you know look at your you, you talk about looking at your, you know, your personality, your naturally, your natural talents, your gifting, your passion. You know, I mean, you could be 55 and you could dream of being a professional basketball player. I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen. That's not what you're talking about here. You're talking about, <laughs> you know, I mean, you're talking about, you know, really being taking a look at what you've been given and then how do you utilize that in terms of what what do you dream? Because that's what's going to make you the most fulfilled, right? Absolutely. So, Couldn't have said it better. So so talk about that a little bit more and why why dreaming is such a big deal, how we'd go about doing it, and then why and, and then how do you encourage people to get beyond that sticking point of I, I just don't, I don't even know what I want to do. How do you get them to do that? Yeah, I'll give you a specific example using travel, which is one of my favorite hobbies. And you know, when I was in high school and visited the guidance counselor. They said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I grew up in a small town, so we had very limited, um, we had blinders on as to what was available in the world. And so I said, I want to travel. And um, so she said, well, go into the fashion industry. You have a modeling background and you can be a buyer and travel to New York and Paris and you and I spoke of Italy before we went live, and, you know, right. she hit my hot button. So that's what I wanted to do, I thought. Well, four years ago, I had the chance to travel for 31 weeks as a digital nomad building my business, and that's the kind of travel I meant, was the freedom to travel and not go to Paris and New York to work, but to go to places where locals live and live as a local and understand their culture and their history Mm -hmm. and their desires and the way they live. And that, to me, is fulfilling when I think of travel. Ah, got it. And and then, so when, when you have people who come to you and say to you things like, Royce... I really don't know what I want to do. I don't know what to dream about. I'm not even sure. What do you tell them? Yeah, I'm working with a client like that right now. She knows what her gift is, but she doesn't know how she wants to translate that gift into a business model. And basically, we go through an exploratory session or a couple of sessions of questions and find out what would light her fire. I don't want to be like that high school counselor where I find out her gift or her desire and then go, okay, 
let me put you in a box over here because this is what I know. <laughs> Let's ask enough questions to see how that can play out. Do you want to be in corporate America? Do you want to be an entrepreneur? Do you want to work virtually and never meet your clients? Do you want to be hyper local and shake hands with every client you get? You know, those are important questions to design a business around the lifestyle that you want to create. Yeah, I love I love that because I think, you know, sometimes what happens is we, I think we're kind of afraid that we're going to get stuck into something that we're going to hate. But if it's following, you know, what what really sparks you, what really excites you, you know, your passion about, and we're going to talk about passion here in a little bit because you talk about that too. But I think when we start doing that and then we match that up with our natural personality and our natural gifting – and we don't really understand those things, but what we don't understand is because we've never tapped into them, and sometimes we're so afraid of tapping into them, I think, that, we, that we're that we reluctant to jump in, but the fact of the matter is, when you do, you're going to be more fulfilled than you've ever been fulfilled. And Yeah, and actually, this client that I was speaking of is going through that, and I asked, you know, are you wanting to put on the brakes because of fear yeah. or because you've figured out a little bit more about the direction you want to take? I think that fear can grip us and hold us back from fulfilling our potential. And this is why Chapter 2 becomes so important, <laughs> or Secret 2. <laughs> this is why Secret 2 becomes so important, because this is where... You know, that when we struggle with our dream, that it becomes really important that we enroll others into it. See how I did that? That we enroll others. But before you get to that, before we get to enroll, you know what? You're listening to, by the way, I got to do this because this is, we're talking with Royce Gomez and I just neglected to do that. We're talking with Royce Gomez, author of the book, Level Up, Visioning Your Leadership DNA, available on Amazon, Kindle version, and available at your local bookstore. And you know what? She's right here in a new direction. And A New Direction is brought to you today by our favorite sponsor, right? The sponsor that's been with us from the very beginning, and that's Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. You know what? Inline Business Brokers and Advisors have literally helped thousands of clients in the sales and purchases of businesses. And when it's time to sell your business, contact the professionals at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. You can learn more by learn more by going to Inline dot com that's e n l i g n dot com and Linda Craft and Team Realtors doesn't matter where you're at in the world they can help you find the right professional the right expert to help sell your home or buy your home and even though they're located in Raleigh North Carolina and they are known as the legends of customer service they can really help people all over the world because they're that well connected 34 years in the business it's the reason why and you should find out the reason why they're called the legends of customer service because they truly are and you can learn more about Linda Craft and her team by going to Linda craft.com that's l-i-n-d-a-c-r-a-f-t.com and then finally let me give a shout out to stetson hats you know i wear my stetson every week and i am very grateful for stetson and your hat because you know what your hats are great and because of that you help me look great and that's a tough thing to do on this body so i really do appreciate you very much stetson for doing that and we're back here on a new direction with uh, Royce Gomez and her book, Level Up. And we're going into secret number two, enrolling others. And you, so let's talk about why it's so important to enroll others. Give, give, us, give us a few reasons why, Royce, we need to enroll others when it comes to leadership and success. Oh, that's a tough question, and I'm not sure I can say a few, but the thing that comes instantly to mind is success is never done alone. 
even if you're a solo entrepreneur, you have to enroll others to be successful. And so dreams only come true when we are embracing others and um, utilizing the gifts, wisdom, and input of others. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, However, in that chapter... Yeah, well, no, but I think this is where the jumping point is, and you you hit exactly what I wanted you to hit, and so I'm really grateful that you did. So, uh, no, because I think what happens is we get, I certainly can, you know, that our, you know, I can get to this point at times in my career where I just feel like I got to go it alone. I'm not going to help. I'm not going to ask for help, and I'm I'm not. I I'm just going to go it alone, and it never works. By the way, it never works. The fact of the matter is every piece of success that I've ever had, whether it's podcasting, coaching, writing a book, uh, speaking around the world, whatever it is, none of it comes without other people. And the other side of that is true is that I know that it's also part of my purpose on this earth to help other people. So it seems to me that it's a two-way street that you you not only enroll others as part of your success, but then you get enrolled in others' success, and that's I, to me that's the jumping point for that chapter. Oh, absolutely! I had an intern that was with me in 2015, I think, mm-hmm. and I loved her work ethic and her willingness to learn and provide input to the team so much that she is still with me today as an employee that I pay. And, um, you know, I had the chance to pour into training her and teaching her to develop her skills. And today I get the reward of that because she works for me. And um, so I think it is a two-way street. I've had people pour in and mentor me. And then I've given back and mentored others, and I love our next generation. Uh, okay, we, it's not something you wrote about in this book, but <clears throat> I do too. I actually do like the next generation. You know, I, I've had to, reading so much about this, these, the younger generation that's coming up, I, I have to be honest with you. I first had a really bad view of them. I really did, and I apologize up front for that. But the more I dig into them and the more I understand them and the more I get where they're coming from and how they were raised and what's going on, the more I go, you know what? Actually, they're exactly what I wanted to do, but I couldn't do it because that wasn't the era I grew up in. And so I, I'm, I'm right with you. I just think the younger generation is a, I call it, well, I've heard them called the Y generation, that W-H-Y, because they want to know why. That, that's what I've heard them called, and I love that because they just want to know why. Why why do we do this? They, they, they're question everything, and I love that about them because I'm the same way. I'm curious, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that curiosity. Okay, we're way off topic, but I, I do love that you brought that up. The third, one of the third things, that the third thing, the third secret that you talk about is believing in yourself. Right? Why is believing in ourselves? Is it something that we is it something that we automatically do or is it not so automatic? And why do why is it so important? You know, I can't get the statistics absolutely correct, but what I can say is when a baby is born, they're afraid of two things, falling and loud noises. Mm. By the time they're 5, they're afraid of so much more because they've heard the word no thousands of times. Mm. 
somewhere between 5 and 13, we shape our view of the world and our belief system. And those views of the world absolutely limit us and what we think that we're capable of. So that by the time we're in high school, we say things like, oh, I can't try out for the basketball team. I'm not one of the best in the school. Oh, I can't try out for the track team. I'm overweight. Oh, I can't try out for debate club because I can't speak in public. Mm. And we become adults, and our biggest fear over the fear of dying is speaking in public. Yet when we were babies (laughs) to three, we could talk to anybody. So believing in ourselves is shaped mainly between the ages of 5 and 13, and it is so, so wrong. If I could go back and reparent my now adult children, Mm. I would totally open the world to them and let them figure out what they're capable of because we unintentionally hold them back because we have a limited belief system. And I agree with you. And, and, and I told, I'm in total agreement with this because we get limited and we start learning, we start learning some things, uh, erroneously or because our parents feel like they're trying to protect us. And, and that's not, I'm not blaming my parents. So don't hear that. Nope. They were doing the best that they could do under the circumstance. They were just trying to protect us. But in so doing, sometimes inadvertently, what happened is all of a sudden we started getting fear, right? Don't, don't do that. Don't do that this way. Don't. Right. And then all of a sudden you hear, don't, 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 don't. And the next thing you know, you're not doing it anymore. And so here we are as adults and we've heard the message, don't do that because that's going to bring shame or it's going to bring embarrassment or, and you know, all the shame and embarrassment, right? They're just, it's just different labels that cover over the top of fear as we both know. And so what happens is we, we don't, we don't take risk and and I and I think one of the things that I, I and again, you know, one of the things about believing in yourself is also getting past your own, you know, past your own history enough to say I got to take the risk. It doesn't matter. And I th- th- that's why I found your book so challenging because I, maybe I'm reading too deep into it. But the more I kept reading it, I kept going. You know, I would read these, you know, and the, the chapters aren't very long. You know, the, these aren't like, these aren't like 15 page chapters. Some of these chapters are like four or five pages, even less sometimes, depending on the chapter. And, and you read it and you reread it again and you go, yeah, but do I really believe in who I am? Right. I mean, that's a challenge. I think it's more of a challenge than we want to admit. Would you not agree? Oh, I think the the greater leader that I become and the more I'm seen as a leader, the more I'm challenged by believing in myself mm. because our our windows expand to what's possible. And um, so, you know, back in gym class, if your only limited belief was you can't get on the team, right. you know, that's very small in comparison to as you grow to be a leader and operate in international business as we do, that you find that your beliefs are even more limiting because the world is opened up to you and literally anything is possible. And yet we're still challenged by those childhood beliefs that say, no, it might not be possible. You might be a little crazy, but look at Disney. You know, Walt Mm -hmm. Disney created the theme 
park capital of the world right. um, because people called him crazy. Right. And he had a vision no one else could see. And I think the more we grow as a leader, the more we become like Disney, where a lot more is possible if we could only see it. You know, it's really interesting. I'm glad you brought Walt Disney up because uh, I interviewed an author on the show who uh, wrote a book called Entrepreneurship the Disney Way. And they did all this research. They actually went to Disney and did all this research on Disney and his whole life and interviewed people and everything like that. And, you know, it's really, really interesting because he was being told over and over and over again he had lost his mind. He was crazy. Stop doing this. Give it up. Right. And and there was at one point they even he even had his original cartoon stolen. Right. And 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 thank goodness that it did because he got his original cartoon stolen um, by another studio and he, because of that he created Mickey Mouse right we don't even remember the name of the previous cartoon that that was stolen because it doesn't even exist anymore but the fact of the matter is that that is that's the that's that thing about you know he believed so much in himself and what was capable and what was possible and what we still learning today about Walt Disney is in fact that they haven't even been able to tap into everything he after he died that he left them to do. They're still working yeah. on things. They're still working on things, which, it, you know, it says something about a belief in himself. And we're talking with somebody who believes in herself. And um, she evidently believes in me because she's on the show. And her name is Royce Gomez. <laughs> and the book is entitled Level Up, uh, Visioning Your Leadership DNA. And she has been so gracious to join us here uh, so far here on A New Direction. So let's let's move along in this book because um, there's so much I want to talk about. And I want to move because I think one of the things about believing yourself, there is sometimes uh, we can sometimes lose belief in ourselves because we fail. And one of the secrets that you have, secret number six, is failures help build the pillars of success. So talk to us about failure. Why is failure a good thing or can it be a good thing? And and how can we use failure to our advantage? Well, I've crashed to the bottom twice in recent years. And uh, the first time was in my real estate investing company. had about 30 properties. And as you know, in 2008, things crashed and burned. So if you have 30 properties with tenants in them and those people lose their jobs, you now have way too many mortgages. Mm. So um, I crashed and burned that time, and that's where the belief in yourself and being willing to take risk again comes in that we've already talked about during this conversation, is getting back up and starting a business again from the ground up. And so I've had to do that because of the economy. And then five years ago, I went through a divorce and for many reasons was left with nothing and started over again. And although I had my consulting business going, it was more of a lifestyle business. It was the vacation fund. It was not a full-time effort. And so I started from the ground up and had to quickly scale, you know, within several months to be able to just pay rent. And that was actually the catalyst to many of the lessons I think that I really solidified and learned on an, on an intimate, deep level in this book, because 
during that time, I decided it was more advantageous to take my business on the road and make connections and expand my circle of influence. And opportunities came up for me that I would have never dreamed possible. Uh, I was contributor to a couple of magazines, you know, paid contributor, and got the chance to cover a story on a social enterprise going to Costa Rica. And um, just some amazing opportunities. And that really, that failure sent me to where I am today. And I am so thankful for it. So you can look at a failure as defeat and treat yourself like a victim, or you can get up and act like a victor and move forward. I, I love that because you said that in your book. That's actually a direct quote from your book, by the way. And and people should. Is know. it? I wasn't looking. Yeah, no, no, it's a direct quote from the book. Uh, you, you can you can either you can either you can either you know fall down and be a victim or you can get up and be a victor and that's that's in our book and it and I love that because you know here's the thing about failure and you said this about and and we I think some people many people may have heard this about Thomas Edison but he failed like you know what a thousand times before he figured out the light bulb and you know he treated every failure not as a failure but that he learned something uh, from each of those um, experiments that didn't work that that gave him the impetus to figure out what would work. And I think so often, and this is the point, one of the points that you make in chapter six about failures helping being build pillars, is if we look at those things that, you know, we we just didn't do well in, and okay, we can call them failures, but the fact of the matter is they're learning incidents. And I, I love looking at them as a learning incident because they do help they do if we will learn from them and you say this too in the chapter if you will actually learn from those things it actually can be the best thing that can happen to you to avoid pitfalls in not only in your future but can actually lead you to the place you should be going anyway absolutely yes i couldn't agree more yeah because i think you know if we if you haven't failed you haven't lived okay first of all Right. I mean, I'm just going to just tell you that right. if, if you haven't failed, you haven't lived. And if you fail and if you fail doing the same thing over and over and over again, that well, that's just insanity if you don't change anything. But if you fail trying different things, that means that you're learning something and that means that you're growing and you're improving because, folks, I'm sorry, <laughs> there is no such thing as forever striking out. OK, I, I get it. Yes, you could say that that could happen. But the fact of the matter is. If you're learning and you continue going on, there is light at the end of that tunnel. And we all need that light at the end of the tunnel. And it's just, um, it, it's it, that's failure helps do that for us, I think, is help actually gets us closer to the light. Because uh, otherwise, if we're, if we're not failing, then what happens is, and we just have nothing but success, we get really spoiled, and then we get entitled in that. So... I want to talk to you about something kind of personal and some of the lessons you pulled for it. Are you ready for this? Sure. Okay. Here we go. This is going to be personal. So little Miss Royce uh, Gomez, who wrote this book, Level Up, decides she is going to take on a new um, exercise activity. So she decides that she is going to learn to kayak. It's what she decides she's going to do. And so she hunts down a kayak, a used a good used kayak 
because uh, she wasn't sure what she wanted to stand in, sit in. She didn't want sure what she wanted. And and so the first thing she does is she finds the kayak, and then she and I, I'm going to chastise you for this. You go out for 10 minutes without a life jacket. Okay, stop it. You've never been on a kayak before. So you stop that. Don't ever do that again. But so tell them the story <laughs> about about the kayak experience and some of the lessons that you learned from your lessons from the lake and, you know, becoming a little bit of a kayaker. I am so glad you brought this chapter up because we did not have this rehearsed. But on LinkedIn today, you had a comment from someone and I said that I would reveal during today's conversation the two favorite chapters, and the kayaking right. chapter is one of those favorites. So thank you for that. And um, yeah, the kayak. And by the way, you can chastise me, but I was only about uh, three feet out from the shore and five <laughs> feet of water. So if I had <laughs> fallen out, I could have stood up and had the fish licking my toes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> but. Yeah, that was an interesting experience because this goes back to our 5 to 13-year-old self, right? I was the fat kid in school. How'd the fat kid turn into a model? I don't know, but that that's who I was as a kid. You know, I was the fat kid, and I was the last picked in gym class. So I was not sure kayaking was for me because I'm not extremely athletic. But um, it's turned out to be one of my favorite activities, and I have taken those kayaking journeys on the lake to turn them into business stories to teach us about ourselves. And um, you'll have to repeat the question because I don't think I'm answering no, it. I well, forgot no, 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 today. no. So give us, just give us a couple, maybe give us one or two lessons that you learned from that the kayak lake, the 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 um, lessons from the lake and the lessons from the lake lessons continued. Give us just a couple uh, uh, business lessons that you learned as you were out doing what you were doing and how, and how that came about. Okay. Yeah. The first one is going back to the chapter, believing in yourself. Um, I told you all the reasons why kayaking wouldn't be for me. And my uh, new husband looked at me and said, you know, I think you could cross the lake today. And I said, I don't think so. I've had 15 minutes of YouTube lessons. I need to learn how to run this thing. And I said, my goal is to cross the lake by the end of the summer. Well, by the third time out, I did do it. And he was probably right that I could have done it the first time out with a life jacket on. So um, believing in ourselves and not accepting our limitations is so important and again i think that simple lesson from kayaking really translates to our business because if we're honest with ourselves i bet there's something in our business every week that we shortchange ourselves and don't believe we can accomplish mm-hmm. uh, the second lesson i will refer to is um there was this big fish in the water. And I lived in Florida for years, never really liked swimming in the ocean because of the things that can bite you. And um, so this one fish jumped up. I'm out there in the middle, just relaxing, basking in the sun, you know, doing my meditation and prayer and just 
really in a quiet space and all of a sudden this fish jumps and I look to my side and he is huge. He's like four feet long. And that goes to show you that when we are focused on something, we can lose perspective Mm. on other things around us. And I was so focused on my quiet time which you could look at positively that you need to meditate and practice gratitude daily, or you can look at it negatively and learn the lesson of business that I was so focused on that. I wasn't watching my surroundings. And in business, the reason to have a coach is because you don't see your blind spots. You're not looking at what's around you with the same perspective. Someone from outside the boat is looking at them Mm -hmm. and So that fish wasn't really a shark that was going to eat me or turn my boat over. It was just something in the water. And that fish could be your competitor. It could be an employee. It could be cash flow. And so having a business coach allows us to really take a perspective when we're so myopically focused on the thing that we're doing. Mm, that's beautiful. Her name is uh, Royce Gomez. She's here with us on A New Direction. And A New Direction is brought to you today by none other than inline business brokers and, advis- and advisors. Inline uh, it represents profitable, privately held companies with gross annual revenues in excess of a million dollars. They've been with us from the very beginning. They're internationally known. Inline delivers the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with complete confidentiality. That is their registered trademark. You can learn more by going to inline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors. They're located in Raleigh, North Carolina, known as the Research Triangle Park, serving Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, and the surrounding areas. And the Research Triangle Park, of course, is made up of some of the biggest industries. And they are, they've are they been at the top of the hill when it comes to real estate and There's a reason why. For 34 years, they've always been at the top. It's because they have what is known as legendary customer service. And you should find out about why they have legendary customer service and why they've been legends for 34 years, not only in this area, but helping people all over the world. So find out by going going to lindacraft.com, and you can do that. It's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we thank them for bringing us Royce Gomez in a new direction. And we are here on a new direction talking to Royce Gomez, level up, visioning your leadership DNA. And we're kind of doing what we do every week. We're kind of walking you through her book little by little. We're not giving you, you're not giving it all. We're giving you the cliff notes of the cliff notes of the cliff notes of the cliff notes version is what we're doing. And, uh, but we're walking, we're walking through and she's really helping you dig into your world and into your life how you can be more successful, how you can be more savvy, and how you can be a better leader in a variety of different ways. This book is available on Amazon, of course, Kindle version, and also could be available at your local bookstore. And if they don't have it, you can actually ask for it, and they can uh, get it for you immediately. And you can ask them to put it on the shelf. What, what, what's a better thing? Matter of fact, what you can even do is you can even ask go to your library and say, hey, can you get Level Up in my local library? I bet they can do that for you too as well and have them been put in your library as well. Uh, so, Royce... Let's talk. Uh, okay, so you know, I, I, you know, I'm picking and choosing chapters that I loved, right, and that I really. But there were two chapters that you loved, and the one is, of course, lessons from the lake. But what's the second chapter that you loved? Well, I love all of them, but I think the feedback from the readers so far show that lessons from the lake is the number one chapter, and then ask is the second. 
second chapter. I because love Because even ask. as leaders, we find that we don't ask. Was that one of your things? I love ask. I <laughs> really, I I love I love ask. I love leadership is contagious, and I and I love be be positive. Uh, but I loved ask. I really really did. So talk to us about ask. And by the way, it's ask. The chapter is ask with two exclamation points. That's how important it is. Okay, just want to let you know that. <laughs> so absolutely is. Yes. Yeah, so so talk to us about ask. The importance of ask and how do we get? How do we? What what are we really saying there? And then what do we need to do? Well, I think again back to our childhood, we're taught to shut up. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. And so think about your meal, a simple thing. The meal gets delivered to your table at the restaurant and the steak's not cooked the way you like it or the food is cold or you have the wrong side that you didn't order. We're afraid to ask. What happens? We just say, oh, gosh, I'll just go ahead and eat it. It doesn't matter. But it does matter. And it, deep down, it, it deep, does matter. Deep down, yeah. it matters. I know it, because I, I, I'm not afraid to say, mm, I'm sorry, but you got to, we need to improve this. Yeah, I, I'm really not afraid to say that. I've, I've never been afraid to hand back a dish in a restaurant. Because, listen, I, I cook. I cook for... You know, my wife and I, because I love doing it. But if it's wrong, I want to know, because I want to know how to fix it. I don't want to be, because if you don't tell me, I don't know, right? And I think that's part of the piece of ask. But keep going. Keep going with that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but keep going with the ask, because I think it's just so important. It is so important. But I find 70% of the people I go eat out with probably won't ask. Mm. And so if you think of something that simple, but you cannot be bold enough to ask what happens when it's something really important, mm. um, like a raise or like asking a client to sign the $50,000 contract or whatever. Are you going to be afraid to ask because you think you're not worthy or it's not time or the client would say no and you don't want rejection? Mm. And I just love one of your sponsors uh, taglines of legendary customer service. You know, my book got called Level Up because I, as a business coach today, owning businesses for 25 plus years, I now have two business coaches. You know, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, all the greats have multiple coaches. And I find that that's just an integral part of my success. And the book is called Level Up because we want to keep asking ourselves, are we delivering excellence? Can we do better? So the ask is both external, asking others for what you really want, and it's internal, asking ourselves and taking a hard look on, is this the best that I could deliver? Mm, I love that. We're with Royce Gomez, uh, and the book's titled Level Up. Well, you just heard that, right? Visioning Your Leadership DNA. And we're talking about her secret, which she says really isn't much of a secret, but we're talking about her secret called Ask, right? And I, I, l- l- let me just say that we can be very shy about asking, but I think some, there, there's a lot of levels to asking, right? I think one of it is mm-hmm. we, it can be fear, but then I think pride can get in the way when it comes to asking, right? Because I don't want to ask for help because I don't, you know, we get pride filled, right? And, or we yep. have, or we have this expectation that why should I have to ask for business 
um, when you know my business. If you if ever, if you just read it, you'll want to do business with me. But the fact of the matter is, as another guest had told me, he said, "You know what the most powerful word in the dictionary is? Ask." Right? And you, I mean, you give the point. You made the point that you know when you were starting your podcast radio show that you needed to get you know you were looking to just you know just fill up the calendar. Well, you ended up started asking people. You did more than fill up your calendar. You started you know filling up a month. You started filling up months and months and months and months. You know, it's all because you asked. Because if you don't, if we don't ask, nobody knows, right? Yep, absolutely. I, I love that. I love ask. I do. I want to talk about leadership is contagious. Can we talk about that? Sure. Why? Talk to us about the contagiousness of leadership. Well, let's think about when we walk into a room. If you know, you and I have talked about walking into a party and drinking our Italian wine and socializing with people. And you can tell when someone walks into a room that has had a fight with their spouse on the way over, right? Yes. You feel the energy. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, you can tell if someone didn't get a good night's sleep or they're in severe pain from a recent surgery. You just feel the energy. Leadership, I think, is so much the same that you've had a good boss that just inspires you to be there. You want to be there. You want to do your best. You want to overachieve, you want to serve clients, and you never grumble, and you come in happy and willing to work. And then we've had bosses where maybe, you know, they're always on their case, they're always worried about impressing their boss, and they put undue pressure on us, and the environment is just always um, a deterrent to doing our best. And so I think that it's really the energy around our leadership that makes us contagious or makes us detract others. And I'm very cautious before, you know, I spend my days coaching clients over Zoom and phone calls. And so we can't see each other face-to-face, person-to-person to read the unspoken body languages so I have to really be up on my game, and I'm very cognizant of keeping my mind positive and not taking a negative call or not responding negatively to an email or anything like that that could bring down the level of my leadership because I'm responsible for giving my coaching clients my best. And it really is so contagious that even though we're not in the same room, I believe that they can feel it by the phone. I do. I, you're totally. Uh, no, listen. I'm. I'm just telling you. I have done training on this with salespeople that people can actually tell when you smile on the phone on the other end, even if they can't see you. They know if you're smiling. They know if you're confident. They know if you're happy. They they could tell if you're sad. They could tell if you're angry. They could tell if you've had a bad day. All because of of, of how you sit, how you look, how I, 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 I tell people, you know what, put a mirror. If you want your salespeople to improve their phone calling, put a mirror in front of them on their desk when they're calling clients, right? And, and, and give them the instructions of what they're supposed to look like. They will change because they will put a smile on their face. They'll look at themselves. They'll smile. They'll talk. 
And it's it's a different experience. If you've never done it, I highly encourage people, you, you need to do it because our smiles are contagious. Our our laughter is contagious. She talks about, you know, you know, we we when people start laughing and they're laughing uncontrollably, we start laughing. And people do that when we cry. I mean, there is just something there. And maybe it is mirror neurons. I don't know. It could possibly be mirror neurons. There's a lot of discussion that the reason why our emotions could be so contagious is because our neurons start mirroring somebody else's neurons. And so it's a very possible thing. Listen, I, 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 I hate to do this, but do you know that we have been on over an hour together? Wow. Time flies when you're having fun, I, right, Jay? I have so enjoyed this. So now I get to put you on the spot. Are you ready for this one? So every all right. Sh- uh, here we go. So every show, I ask all my friends because you're now a friend. You're no longer a guest. You're a friend. And I ask Thank all you. my I ask all my friends on a new direction. You know, we call the show a new direction because we try to help people find a new direction in their life, their career, or their business, or all of them. If Royce Gomez, author of Level Up, could leave a new direction with with my listeners, what would that new direction be? Oh, it would definitely be in your business because, again, going back to dreaming big, I know that you're capable of so much more, and I've scaled my business from almost zero to 60 miles an hour in, in a short few months. And so it would be to work with you to show you results quickly. Awesome. Her name is Royce Gomez. The book is entitled Level Up, Visioning Your Leadership DNA. We've had another great show, haven't we, folks? The show has been unbelievable, right? Because Royce helped make it unbelievable. You know what I say to you every week, right? Be inspired because when you're inspired, that means you can inspire other people and in turn, they can inspire others. And when we do that, this world can be an amazing place. Please join me next week. I am so grateful to all of you all over the world, CastBox, FM, Facebook, Live, Oak 93.5, and all the places around the world. You are so good to me. So please join me next week. I know you have tons of choices. I thank you so much for joining me. And as I say every week, and you know what it is, ciao, everybody. confidence and the answers don't make sense got to keep your hope alive you got to know you can survive this is your